Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to take a closer look at Applied Materials. The company just reported earnings and things look really, really great for this semiconductor equipment player. To kind of explain a little bit of what's going on here is Billy. Good afternoon, Billy. And feel free to let us know, let us know how the quarter went. Good afternoon, Jose. Well, Applied's quarter went fantastic. Uh, we, we've been talking about Applied Materials since earlier this year. And I've been pretty bullish just because they're, they've seemed really resilient to this downturn across leading edge and memory uh, for a number of reasons. And the latest quarter really exemplified that. Um, revenue was down, you know, we're, we're in a pretty massive downturn in memory, which had traditionally been like one third of applied materials earnings, and even, you know, leading edge after a number of boom years is pulling back a bit this year. We saw Taiwan Semi lower its CapEx plans earlier this year, um, and a bunch of others are sort of pushing out their equipment spend. But in spite of that, you know, applied materials, traditionally it's been very cyclical. Its revenue was only down 1.4% last quarter. And adjusted EPS only down 2%. Um, and what's important is that they guided for the next quarter up. So 6.51 billion plus or minus 400 million. And adjusted EPS between 182 and 218. They typically guide pretty conservatively and then beat. So, you know, if, if they only see like low single digit declines in revenue and earnings. Uh, while still generating profits in a pretty nasty downturn, that's really good, actually, relative to their history um, and could allow the stock to re-rate higher. It still trades for under 20 times earnings um, or around 20 times earnings right now. <clears throat> and if this is a trough, 20 times on trough multiple is, is really is pretty good, given that these other markets should rebound at some point. Um, so how are they doing this? Um, again, for those who don't know, Applied Materials is the largest by revenue semi-cap equipment supplier. They have slightly more revenue than ASML. ASML is valued higher because of their monopoly in lithography. Um, but Applied is the largest and the most diversified. So they have etch and deposition. They have some metrology, which is um, dominated by KLAC, but Applied is also in metrology. They also have a lot of trailing edge exposure, which I'll talk about in a minute, and even some advanced packaging equipment, and then also a small display business. And they're, so they sort of touch every part of the industry, and they're really showing how that's an advantage right now. Um, so first of all, their growth has been bolstered, or their lack of more declines has been bolstered by growth in the trailing edge segment. So that's stuff for like auto chips, um, you know, trailing edge stuff, which is still seeing strong demand for, you know, electrification um, and automation. Uh, Applied Materials noted that, you know, five years ago, they formed this group called ICAPS. Um, uh, I forget what it stands for. Uh, it's uh, IoT, image, um, communication, IoT, automotive, and power. Auto and power uh, chips. Thank you for that. It was the trailing edge stuff. They formed this special group and they came out with 20 products over the last five years. And that 
uh, segment is going gangbusters. This year, it actually made up over 50% of their equipment sales last quarter, they mentioned. And normally you would see sort of one third leading edge, one third ICAPS trailing edge, and one third memory. So right now ICAPS is over 50% because it's growing when the other um, segments are shrinking. But it just goes to show you, you know, Applied saw the growth and they invested behind it and they're sort of reaping the benefits now. Um, and this sort of benefits them because they're in all parts of the chip industry. They can sort of see which segments are primed for strong medium term growth and then they can invest behind it. And management still sees that continuing um, again with auto chips, you know, EVs and hybrids take up much more semiconductor content and they're making a larger proportion of the auto industry every year. And then you have electrification of infrastructure, solar and wind, also more semiconductor content. So I wouldn't necessarily expect that to go through the big up and down cycles of say the memory industry. Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick 5-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks, but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. What was surprising, speaking of memory, is that Applied noted that actually DRAM investment is actually like pretty good this year, despite the worst memory downturn since 2008. Um, NAND is much worse than DRAM, but DRAM is, the DRAM sales are still pretty bad this year, but they're seeing investment in DRAM more normal because you have this switch to, um, high bandwidth memory. Um, and Applied has taken market share in DRAM, uh, equipment, um, by, they noted they successfully ported some key technologies in the, from the logic chips to DRAM, which is being used in high bandwidth memory. So such an increase in IO speed and sort of peripheral backside power. Uh, so again, you're seeing the benefit of them being a big player in logic and being able to port over a useful technology to this new kind of DRAM that is being deployed in AI. Um, so again, Another point of uh, strength. Interesting, it also seems they're able to restart some DRAM mm. shipments to China. Uh, this is for like trailing edge DRAM. So apparently the U.S. has sort of loosened regulations because they banned equipment for certain NAND and DRAM about a year ago. But it looks like that is restarting on the trailing edge. And it looks like China wants to develop some trailing edge DRAM. So they noted there's going to be some strength in that in the next quarter. Um, so high bandwidth memory and trailing edge. Applied Materials has taken market share in the DRAM segment, and that's paying off as well. In addition, uh, they're also getting into advanced packaging. We've talked about advanced packaging, how that could be an unsung growth hero. Uh, 
They said it's about a billion dollars for them and could double over the next three to five years. Uh, they introduced five new products recently at Semicon West at that conference. So that should also benefit them because um, for high bandwidth memory, it's not just the memory, but that memory has to be packaged as well because it's stacked and packaged with other chips as well. So again, we're seeing Applied sort of able to offer these integrated solutions across different technologies, whereas other companies might be a specialist, say, in memory or in lithography or just process control like Kalec is. Um, a little while ago, Applied introduced a new machine. I think we might have talked about it. It, took, it basically took a bunch of different steps and put it into one vacuum chamber. And I think they're really the only kind of company that can really do that because they have, you know, this broad portfolio across different technologies. Um, and then finally, the part of the business I love, um, and you should too, is their services. Uh, it was 23% of revenue. Uh, it actually grew 3.1% year over year, uh, rebounded from a couple quarters ago. Uh, management, uh, and this... Management noted 60% of that is subscriptions. So we've seen memory and some logic players take their utilization down, which should theoretically cause spares and maintenance revenues to go down too. But here we have services still growing 3.1% in spite of that, uh, which just goes to show you how good of a business it is. Um, and again, the subscriptions so it's spares, maintenance, but then these subscriptions really, sh they're services that offer intelligence to customers and help lower defects and increase yields. And apparently that is really um, still pretty strong. The renewal rates they said are over 90% on those subscriptions. Um, and they said in a normal year, services revenue should, should grow like 10% or more um, every year. So that's definitely a more stable part of the business that call it quarter of the business won't be as volatile as um, equipment sales. And uh, as you can see, it outgrew the company now. So, you know, if that services business was a standalone business, it would probably get a pretty high multiple. Um, and then next year, there's a couple catalysts coming. Obviously, the growth of AI. Um, will boost HBM and packaging. And also the transition to gate all around transistors we talked about before. That's going from FinFET where the transistor is uh, surrounded by the gate on three sides to gate all around, which is stacked transistors surrounded by gates on all four sides. Um, we see that happening at the two upcoming two nanometer node, which will likely be in 2025 Samsung is investing aggressively in that, and Taiwan Semi said they will probably be in gate all around by end of 2025, 2026. And Applied thinks uh, maybe the end of their fiscal 2024, that will be a catalyst for more growth since they, um, you know, just given uh, their expertise and etch and deposition there. So that's another upcoming catalyst. So this is really an across the board really good report, uh, better than expected quarter, better than feared quarter, catalyst on the horizon. Applied seems to be showing it's flexing its advantages of that diversity in its portfolio. If there was one drawback, they 
are going to spend some more money in the upcoming year. But again, if that just cements their competitive advantage or leads to more growth in the out years, it wouldn't be a bad thing. They are spending um, on this epic research and development center ecosystem in the US that they mentioned uh, earlier this year. I think they mentioned spending $4 billion on it over the next three or four years or something. So, and then a big collaboration center in India. So their CapEx is going to go up. Um, so that might limit free cash flow and shareholder returns, but they generated pretty high free cash flow the last few quarters when they've been trying to put a lid on expenses. They also said, you know, they've been trying to put a lid on expenses this year, um, given the down cycle, only strategic hires. They did mention they're probably going to give raises and get back to their normal hiring pattern um, in their next fiscal year. I think their fiscal year ends in November. So and it, so their costs are going to go up a bit and their CapEx is going to go up a little bit. But again, revenue and earnings have exceeded expectations in this downturn. So <clears throat> um, I'd still expect them to be pretty darn profitable and to raise their dividend and continue to buy back stock. Uh, their buybacks did go down a bit, but their share price has gone up a lot. So might not be the worst thing to spend it on growth ventures and research and development uh, since the stock seems to be recovering. And I'll throw it over to you, Jose. Yep. Thank you for that, Billy. Um, I, I was just saying, th uh, thank you for the great information, a lot of information to unpack there for applied materials earnings. Um, there are a few things that really stood out to me. Uh, you, you did cover them here in the highlights. First, we did see that they're seeing that huge demand in the ICAPS market, um, which is pretty strong. I do believe they mentioned this is still this is growing even during this weak environment that we're seeing right now. Um, also, that strength in the DRAM space and mainly because of, hey, DRAM is used for that high bandwidth memory. Um, uh, and that's normally used in kind of these advanced manufacturing, uh, advanced um, AI solutions that we're seeing in the market right now. Uh, the other things that really grabbed my attention, it, it didn't come from applied materials. It actually came from LAM Research. LAM Research mentioned that for every 1% penetration of AI servers um, coming into the market, it actually will include wafer fabrication spending by roughly $1 billion. And we can see applied materials. They are in a lot of markets within this AI servers. We can think of things like advanced packaging. Obviously, that kind of equipment is needed for uh, the creation of some advanced, uh, advanced solutions. Obviously, that DRAM, which we saw um, obviously, with that high bandwidth memory, so pretty strong. And like you mentioned, some of the catalysts like the gate all around, HBM, and their overall packaging businesses are the ones that they're seeing uh, to expect to grow within the upcoming years. Uh, like you mentioned, right, one of those cons is definitely the uh, the kind of capex of how this company is going to kind of be spending some of the money within the upcoming years as they are kind of investing a little bit more in innovation. Um, but regardless, it was a great quarter for them. And I'm super happy to actually have applied material on my overall portfolio. Uh, so Billy, any final thoughts before we close out this topic? Uh, not much beyond what I've already said. Um, applied materials, really good. The outlook looks really good. I'm going to have to keep an eye on spending, but I think, you know, there's such a high margin business and a growth business. I think it'll be able to keep it under control. Um, I still like the stock, even though it is getting back to its former highs from late 2001. Um, and 
I think it could re-rate higher if this cycle proves to be, you know, pretty mild. Um, yeah, I think their late late 2021 or early 22 highs was around, oh, it did get up to 167 at one point. That was the high, I think. So we're not all the way back there. Um, conservative investors might want to try to wait for the next down cycle, but I think that's going to be a while. Um, I still think this is one of the best semiconductor stocks from a risk and reward value and growth standpoint you can own. Um, so that's my final take. Definitely, Billy. Thank you for that. And I think this is a great way to end the segment.